But they ain't um, got no kids. They right. ain't daddies. Don't they can't be kids. on the show, okay? Matthew's got, <laughs> Matthew's got fancy coffee in the morning. I'm just, right? I don't even care if it is coffee. <laughs> Everybody knows everybody, I think. RR is in California, uh, works with nonprofits, web design mostly, I believe, right, RR? Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Cool. Dave, motion designer out of Vancouver. Mo, just handsome man of the hour, conversationalist, brand specialist <laughs> out of Mississippi. Ben Burns, creative director extraordinaire, future, blind. All things radical. Uh, Anthony, creative director. Where are you? At? Where are you at, Anthony? Nebraska. Nebraska. Okay. Anthony's a creative director out of Nebraska, working in the construction agency uh, industry, I believe. Yep. Okay. And then uh, Andre owns Radcat, which is uh, branding, marketing, all all things radical cats um, agency <laughs> in in the South Bay. <laughs> Um, so we're here. We're just gonna be. We're just gonna be chilling. This is Dadpreneur uh, episode. I don't remember. Um, and we're gonna be talking about um, how to successfully navigate through rough waters and seasons when faced with unforeseen challenges. Kind of like we're all kind of dealing with right now. Um, and I've had many conversations with each and every one of you. Um, but I think it's, this is a great time to like just kind of collaborate and talk about. Um, how do we, how do, how do we successfully navigate through, through things that we're kind of like sidelined by or or are blindsided by, right? So I'm just going to loft that to you guys and three, two, one, go. So uh, real quick, let's get a pulse check. How's everyone surviving with the kids being at home (laughs) and you being at home? Unless someone's lucky enough to not, not be home uh, all day, but I got three, one, three little ones downstairs and they, uh, yeah. Just trying to test my mental sanity. Yeah, so like, let's go around. Like, how many kids does everybody have? Um, I have two. Have Both me. of them under two. Ooh. Oh. I think our our wins. Win. I'm the only one with <laughs> one child. Let's go. <laughs> um, I got twins. I think I trumped that. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I'm twi- pretty sure David wins. Twins and a toddler. <laughs> twins. That's a lot closer that- than mine. <laughs> How old are your twins, Dave? They're two. They'll, okay. Actually, they're, they're oh, closer yeah. to three now. They'll be three in June. So. Yeah, my, my, my daughter is three and a half. My son is one and a half, and it's just nonstop war. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, who's, who's staying busy right now is the question. Is, are you, question. Who's, who's, uh, hasn't seen much of a, of a change? Uh, I'm kind of where I was uh, when this started, maybe a little bit uh, worse off because I'm a bit of a hybrid. So I've got the 95, 9 to 5, but I've also got my business that I run 5 to 2. So definitely felt uh, seen that drop off. But the, the day-to-day, uh, the 9 to 5, they took a bit of a hit when um, everything started to get a little bit rocky. Um, mm. But it, it falls under that umbrella of essential businesses. So they managed to keep the lights on and not lay anyone off yet. Mm. Speaking of essential businesses, what has been formally deemed essential? Because our governor just said, 
we're all reopening back uh, non-essential businesses. And everyone was like, what's a non-essential business? And he was like, you know, like florists, our governors, <laughs> you know, the, the sharpest. But just wondering. So what, what? I think, I think it's like porn, you know, you know it when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're essential, you kind of know already, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> On the nose. <laughs> Some prawn. David, what about you, man? How is the how, any uh, animation gigs kicking up right now? Is it are people gearing up for when this is done? Um, no new business. I think like the any warm leads have sort of gone cold. Um, mm. And then there's the projects are wrapped up or wrapping up, and then um, event stuff is indefinitely postponed. So <clears throat> mm. yeah. It, but then I'm also hearing that uh, because the live action industry is shut down pretty much because they can't shoot, they can't get together to shoot. So I'm hearing rumors of, you know, these uh, live action uh, projects possibly going to animation and, and uh, uh, digital route. So we'll see. I think that sort of thing probably takes, you know, a, a couple months, a few months for it to sort of turn around. But um, We'll see where those budgets go because they have the money. It's 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 already allotted at the beginning of the year. So we'll see mm -hmm. if it comes uh, down the animation pipeline. Hmm. But no, no new business. That's it's that stuff is is uh, for me anyways. I'm not I'm not seeing a lot of new leads. You know, our executive producer um, left and joined another company as a as a co-founder. Um, He's in animation and motion design, and he actually saw a slight pickup in business because of that. Exactly. You know, live action is down. They're not shooting anything, so they need to create something. Um, and they arrived with a bunch of motion design projects. So at least in the beginning, um, from what he told me, it's just a different kind of business that picked up. So. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of like different posts about like how they're they're even innovating in that space right like they're shooting they're shooting some guy is shooting like a vr camera movement in his green screen space and someone else is building the animation from that camera move to to map all the the facial recognition stuff on and then they're they're filming the the actor separately totally different like and they're just compiling all this like crazy stuff so I'm, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in that industry specifically with all this like kind of hodgepodge of like um, almost Frankensteining motion stuff together separately, but, but at the same time, you know, so I'm, I'm pretty interested to see that. I do have to say the, the, all this, all the events stuff that that's been canceled or postponed. Um, now I think they're really looking into the virtual um, conferences and the virtual sort of uh, replacements or, or at least temporary replacements are those so there's one that that's come in that's um it's a local um it's almost it's a non it's not a non-profit but it's almost like a non-profit but they're doing their uh thing virtually so that's uh you know openings and closings they got to do that sort of thing graphics and introductions for you know speakers and things like that so the, i guess it's it's just translating into different things but that sort of transition is taking at least from my experience is taking a little bit of time, but uh, hopefully in the next, uh, sooner than later. Has any, has anyone had any like fresh ideas come out during this time, during this like sort of downtime where it's like, oh shit, maybe I can do something like this to turn up where I haven't been focusing before? 
I had um, a product actually that I ended up, I thought up of it on like a Sunday and then I launched it like on a Wednesday. So I work with primarily nonprofits and like churches. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much like I started that around September last year. And so my life hasn't really changed that much. Actually, I've been kind of remote work from home since then, except for like two hours a day where I would leave to go teach at a high school. Um, but now it's online, right? So that's it. But I remember I was concerned. It was actually for my church. So my dad's a pastor. And I was concerned that there were people in our church that um, could, weren't able to, because we were doing our services live on Facebook. But not everybody has a Facebook, right? Um, well, well, most Filipinos have a Facebook, right? Or they have like three. But <laughs> the, I guess the non-Filipinos in our church the older non-Filipinos didn't. And so they, um, they were having trouble finding it. So I made a landing page for a website that automatically um, ported a live stream from our Facebook page to that landing page. And then also I emphasized like online giving because, you know, people can't actually give physically. So we got to emphasize that and social media because that's how they can connect with people at our church. And so I made that landing page and I thought, you know what, I could probably, I'm pretty sure a lot of churches would need something like this. I ended up launching it on Wednesday and I made it where I would only modify it for like, it only take like 10, 15 minutes to set up for a church. And Mario actually got mad at me because I sold it for so cheap. I just sold it for 150. You know, I was like, you know what, just make it cheap, help churches out. And that first week I sold like 20. Okay, wow. So it took like 15 minutes to set up and. That's sort of the magic with the web, though. It's like everything yeah. that we do usually is like, eh, it's like an hour. But then the value is <laughs> it's kind of exactly like, it's all about the value. You got to like figure out like, I mean, 20, even if you like you could have sold just as many at, at 300. Right. And mm -hmm. doubled your. <laughs> it's just yeah. not about like, I know, I know it only takes a little bit and not to gouge anybody. Thank you for the math, Mario. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Actually, today. Uh, today is my last day that I'm selling it for 150. Starting tomorrow is going to be 250 because I was just Dang. getting too busy. Today, right now, you just decided that just in this call. No, no, I, I, I just, <laughs> he's on his website right <laughs> now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 250. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I announced it like Tuesday or something. I have a question for you, Ara. Walk me through the mindset Sunday night when you were hit with innovation. What did you go through? Because I feel like people that are watching, some people are like really down in the dumps, right? Like some people are just like fucking thrown in the towel and they're like, this is the end of it. So for them to hear that mindset and how you went through it, for them to potentially recreate it, what was the spark? And then how did you follow through? Yeah, I was actually, I was kind of sitting down holding my baby and I was like, you know what? And I thought up of it. I was like, I made it already. Might as well modify a little bit, make it, uh, you know, ready to be set up for others. And of course there was some fear on my part, like, ah, oh, what if this thing just ends up totally sucking and just fails and, you know, but then I thought about it and I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? I'm going to be back here sitting on my couch with my baby. Like nothing yeah. is going to change. So might as well just go for it. So I shot a quick video. I think I, I said on Monday, right? Uh, you, 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 Mo, you, you posted a like Monday, what are you going to work on this week? I was like, I thought about the product last night. I probably launch it on Wednesday. <laughs> and then I shot a quick video Wednesday morning, literally Wednesday morning, I shot a video and then I just like posted on Facebook and then there you go. That's it. There so what, go, would, what would you tell somebody that's right now stuck because of COVID and needs 
something like what you went through to innovate, what would you tell them to do? Just curious. I would say, yeah, uh, like, you know, us as creators, we have ideas. We do have a lot of ideas, right? Some more than others. If you have an idea, just go for it, right? Unless it's something like totally, you know, stupid. Like but... porn. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some, it might not. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> no shame. <laughs> but yeah, just go for it. And if you fail, like if you want to launch a YouTube channel, if you want to launch social media, what's the worst that could happen? Like you just end up back in the same chair in the same place, right? Mm. I really just I try and go for it. I think there's like a, there's a golden moment. And I was kind of talking about this with Mo earlier. It's like, uh, have you ever seen those crazy guys that do um, the balancing acts like on, so like, or they'll take like a desk with like this huge heavy thing on it and they'll balance it on like a Coke bottle. And what they're looking for through that is before they let go of it, they're finding that, that perfect no resistance spot. And that's what you got to aim to stay in, in that lane. So whenever you come up with these good ideas, you have to throw out all the bullshit and all like turn off everything almost. It's, and then you got to get in the zone and just do it and then step away for a second and just like watch it, watch it either get destroyed, watch it either start blooming. And you'd be surprised like what you learn from that experience alone. But I, I feel like as soon exactly. as I come up with those ideas, I just, I want to shut everything down and just focus on that alone. It helps yeah. me, helps me finish it out and not convince myself out of it. Lock the kids in a room real quick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how, how can, like, to Mo's point back again, like, like people are literally, like, petrified in, in this moment, right? But I think even without COVID, like, people are petrified to press that button, right? To press the launch button, to press the live button, whatever that is. Um, how can, you know, what's the, what's the help for, um, getting, getting people to get over that mindset. I think I, I, I was, I feel like if you can lower your expectations with it and just think of if you can just help one person through this process, that's worth it. Cause that person, I'm all about creating ripples if that person can use that knowledge that they gain from your tool and help another person you, you sort of just like that one person turns into many very quickly so instead of thinking like oh how am I going to push this up to the masses how am I going to make an impact in the world it's really just one person and then it goes from there and to add on to that I think that like <clears throat> we don't need to um, try and change the way that we feel right that emotion that kind of holds us back from pushing the launch button or um, the nerves that you get when, before you go into like a client meeting, that's normal and it should be normal and it should be okay. So like when you're experiencing those emotions, I mean, as guys, sometimes it's, it's hard to even recognize that you're having emotions in the moment. Um, but when you feel that kind of hesitation, it's like, this is normal. It's totally fine. You know, it's, 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 it's something that everybody goes through. And, and if you're not experiencing that, um, maybe it's, it's not the right fit, or maybe you're just kind of a psychopath. I don't know. Um, but just be okay with the emotions that you're actually experiencing. I think that's, that's one of the most powerful things that I've brought to my mental shift recently. I also think to add on to that, it's like the fact that you're having those emotions before you launch something like that, or you push something on the world, 
that should tell you something right there that you're about to do something that could make an impact on someone. So fucking press that button so you can do it. You know, if you don't have those emotions going into it, it's like, ah, oh, whatever. It's probably not going to make that big of a deal because it's not that important to you. Um, so those emotions are a good thing. Those warm butterfly fe- fuzzy feelings. <laughs> they're not they're not warm before you press the live button they're like they're, the fucking sirens are blaring you're like what's the, what the titanic's about to go down and and to to add to all of that i'm i've been listening to dr margaret rutherford because i've been going through a tough time emotionally recently and she's talking about <clears throat> like how do people have resilience and the ability to be vulnerable and things of that nature. And she said a quote, I can't remember by who, but she said the greatest courage is the courage to suffer. And me and Mario talked about this like two weeks ago is recognizing that it's going to be fucking difficult. Like, I think there's this predisposed notion in our heads that this is supposed to be all fairy dust and roses and it's not supposed to hurt like Ben was saying or that anxiety that you feel before a really tough meeting isn't supposed to come up and and it's like actually the like you being brave is knowing that you might suffer and that's okay and then then just getting back up and I've I've been struggling because I have this perfectionist syndrome where my expectations are so high right? That it becomes that, that it becomes overwhelming to even take that first step. So I'll go through seasons where I'll take the step and it'll be great. And I'll feel like, and then I'll, I'll go, I'll fall back into those high expectations. So I think everything that everyone's saying is like recognizing that what you're feeling is okay. And that you're not actually weak for feeling that suffering or that pain or that vulnerability, but it, that's actually bravery. And you're going to continue to feel that throughout a lot of experiences, especially if this is supposed to be like the dream, (laughs) you know, I was just going to say like, if you don't feel like you're going to vomit before you do something major, like then obviously coming from the CrossFit guy, (laughs) right? Well, it's like, if you don't feel like you're going to, you're going to pass out or you're going to vomit when you press that button, then, then it's really not worth it right? If you really, you're feeling these, these anxious feelings and you're feeling like this is going to be a huge thing. If it, if it goes well, then it's going to be huge. And I think more often than not, we're more, we're more afraid of succeeding when that button gets pressed than we are of failing. Funny, funny, we, uh, funny recent story. We developed a, anyone who's ever worked with Webflow um, have experienced this and a lot of people it, their challenge is, conver- is bringing a WordPress site into Webflow, and there's some limitations with that. So we built a, a micro software to help us make that easier. And for just like a few, just a few minutes of putting it in the in the uh, the forums, Webflow was contacting us. People were writing in about it, and we took it down because we're like, oh shoot, this is this is a bigger deal than we thought. So we're gonna relaunch that. But just I think just that little bit of validation that we're onto something good could help you push you through your own head. Um, so if you, what I would say is if it's a big thing, sign an NDA, but show it to someone who would probably care about that something and see if. Uh, <laughs> right Dre now? does not play when it comes to IP, bro. Don't test him. 
<laughs> I think Mo actually gave me an idea on the phone. It was his own fucking idea. And then I sent him an NDA because I pitched him the same idea right after the phone call. <laughs> it's like, I'll cut you in for 30%. I was like, 30% of my idea? What are you talking about? Hey, man, execution is, is, is the, the play. If you're not executing on your idea, then let me execute and I'll cut you in. I'll <laughs> cut you in. I have a... <laughs> I have a question for the for the dads very very for the dads in the room aka all of us how are you instilling the ability to i guess feel and be okay with it and create that resiliency for for the moments that we're talking about i feel like i'm asking ben burns directly because he's the one who said you're okay to it's allowed to feel and you have an relatively older kids than us i think question mark are pretty much the similar similar ages. <laughs> What's the question? How how are we how are we how are you in how are you instilling yeah how are you instilling that resiliency and it's okay to feel it's okay to fail and it's okay to try in your children. What are you actively doing? Yeah for me I, I literally will tell Willow my my oldest um hey it's okay to feel mad. You know right now like uh, I'm sure some of the other dads have experienced this right where Willow's four um, my youngest Olivia is coming up on one and a half. And so the wonderfulness of baby is now destroyed because she's mobile. And so all of a sudden, all of my stuff, right, as a four-year-old is is fair game for the baby. And so that's causing conflict. So they're constantly like either absolutely in love with each other or um, coming close to fisticuffs, right? So honestly, it's like, I just I just tell her, it's like, hey, look, it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to have that stuff go on. What's not okay is, is to act the way that you acted. So there's, there's that on the, on the flip side of the emotions. And then honestly, like, you know, I've got two girls, but they are tough as nails. So whenever they fall down, skin the knee, it's like, Hey, is there blood? Cool. Let's go. (laughs) It's like, get back up. Um, and let's, and let's roll with it. So it's like, I think it's a, it's just a little both. It's like recognize that you have that emotion and then move forward. Sounds like, uh, sounds like a little bit of some Daniel Tiger, Daniel Tiger spice. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Daniel Daniel Tiger. Tiger. Oh man. That's the jam. You can learn a lot from that little tiger. <laughs> we put on the uh, classic Mr. Rogers earlier oh, today and then yesterday, man, I have never seen those girls so still. They were just watching the show. Like like kids don't just watch TV right now. Like they, they range and they like do all sorts of stuff while the TV's going. I have never seen those two girls. So, so calm and peaceful. Mr. Rogers has the same, same effect with, uh, with um, Bob Ross. Like like there was a big period of time where she couldn't fall asleep unless Bob Ross was, was on. (laughs) I think they missed their like psychiatrist calling. Like yeah. Rogers used to have me zoned out. Like he could have, he could have literally brainwashed me and turned me into a psycho like killer or something. And I would have never known that he was the reason because PBS was on all the time. Mm. No questions <laughs> asked. Rogers came out with his fresh sweater. It was a wrap. Like we, you zoned in. Fresh sweater. You can smell that laundry. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think that resiliency, you just have to like constantly remind them like, Hey, this too shall pass. You're going to get through this. It's okay. Um, Willow, my oldest is like really concerned with winning all of the time. So she needs to win. And I like that, you know, cause it's like, Hey man, go get it. Just crush it. 
But at the same time, when she doesn't win, and, and I don't like purposely let her win all the time, when she doesn't win and, and she actually loses, it's like, okay, let's recognize this loss and we'll get back to it the next day. So I think it's just, it's no, there's nothing tricky about it. You just kind of beat the resilience into them. <laughs> <laughs> Is there blood? No blood. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 10 whoopings of resilience a day. That's right. <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like a book title. Damn, <laughs> resilience! Beat it into your kids. This is yeah. how Ben Burns. Ben Burns. <laughs> I was gonna say Willow's been spending too much time with Chris Doe with, with the winning complex. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you guys noticed like when when your kids experience something for the first time and it kind of shocks them that they'll immediately look at your face to see how mm-hmm. you respond, and then if you're if you're calm then if it's like they fall down and hurt themselves and they'll just kind of get up and dust themselves off. But if you have like that shocked expression on your face, then they just start breaking down and crying because they're looking to you for cues. I think all the time. I noticed that in my my little one. That's a powerful thing though. Like you have to consider that you are the validation point almost. Like my son right now, he's walking. Like he'll, he'll walk with a those little play things I have no words for. Olivia always says he's grocery shopping and he'll walk on the couch, but he won't walk by himself. But I know it's all mental because like I'll hold him up and he'll start walking while he's holding my hand. But then he, he knows the comfort and the familiarity of crawling. So now every time he's like, he stands by himself and then he'll laugh and then he'll sit down. I'll be like, no, 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 get up. Because it's like, we always tend to go back to what's comfortable. And then when kids see, if you okay it, like Anthony was saying, like he looks at you and you're like, that's fine. Go ahead, sit down and crawl. Then now you've perpetuated that thinking that it's okay to go back to what's comfortable and you don't have to challenge yourself. So I'm, I'm becoming really, really conscious of how I'm reacting because I know that like, I'm also a test subject to him. You know what I mean? Which is like, <laughs> like how often am I on my phone in front of him? How often am, am I moving? Like, am I, am I teaching him to be active? So Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many times? That. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, how many times do your words come out of your kid's mouth? Oh yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, was going to say that that more than teaching them something like verbally or or however you know draw pictures or whatever it is the way that you teach them, uh, they're absorbing everything all the time. So even when they even if you're emoting like you feel something, then they get that vibe. And if you're like, if you create an anxious kind of space at home, then they pick up on that vibe and they feel like that's the norm. And so they become anxious kids. Or if you create a place of peace and, and calm, then they, they sort of take on, on as well. So I think that the whole thing of modeling things and being that for which your kids see, then uh, that stuff is, is maybe more powerful than like the words that we say, like, don't do this, do this, you know? Uh, is they watch what we do and they watch how we re- we react to stuff to like that's the stuff that sticks it seems like for at least for our kids um so my wife and i are both like very we try to be very conscious of like how we are especially around the kids i was watching a video of uh it was like a she was like a child psychologist for like eight years or something like that and she taught different grade levels and she was saying that major like the way kid like the way she found that kids brains worked was if they if you should start the day strong and finish the day strong you have they have good days 
it's that middle part that we worry about a lot because you're in the day there's a lot of downtime there's a lot of like um you know there's people are are high anxiety because they haven't gotten out of the house especially right now and and you get in those little spats with your kids um at the end of the day if you can just finish strong and and make the wrap up the day in a positive way they're going to go to bed just loving you the same way they woke up so I, I think that that helped me a lot because I felt like I was looking at every single micro movement with your, uh, with your kids. And, you know, looking back when I was with my parents, it's like, I really only remember, you know, the, the big, the big parts of my life that I remember with them, not so much all the little, the dumb shit that happened in between. And I feel like that, that was just good, good advice. Yeah. That's, I, I've noticed that where, you know, if I spend very extra special time, like, greeting them in the morning when they're just kind of like waking up and like I come in and I'm really excited and I, and, and they see me smiling and they see me really excited to see them. And then their energy just kind of like vaults, like he just goes crazy. And my son just is, he's literally jumping outside of his crib and my daughter's just really happy. And, and then, you know, the day happens. And then if I, if we wrap it up really nicely at the end and, you know, and do story time and all that stuff and put them to bed, um, they're more calm and they're more just, they generally just kind of will more peacefully go to sleep. And then the next day is even all the much better. Right. Um, which is, which is just a testament to like the beginning and ending of, of, of that day. And like, if you focus there, then everything else, like literally Monday was a terrible day. Cause my, my son burned himself with hot coffee and, it was awful. So he has like a burn across his chest, but literally spent all of Monday like resting and kind of nursing it and crying. And, and at the end of the, at the end of Monday, he actually burst the bluster. So he started crying again. It was just all painful again. But Tuesday was literally like nothing happened. He was more, he was more energetic, more crazy than ever on Tuesday because he literally rested all of Monday because he was in pain but woke up Tuesday and since then he's been just, just crazy, just like nothing. He's jumping all over the, he knows that he has, he has some kind of like a, uh, he has a, a hurt, you know, his chest is hurt a little bit because we, we keep dressing it and, and stuff like that. But once we put it on, he's literally out the door, jumping on the couch, like diving off furniture and stuff like that. So it, it, he's just conscious of it when we're changing, changing the dressing. But other than that, he's just, he's nuts. So Hashtag resiliency. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the definition. Absolutely. And it, the, the, the challenge for me in that moment was like staying calm, like, mm. like nursing him through like staying calm and, you know, applying whatever, you know, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but tomato has lycopene and lycopene is really good for burns. So if you apply tomato right away, like you're, there's a really good chance that it won't scar. It won't, it won't actually, it'll stop the burning really quickly um so i had like this tomato like like salve on him and he was freaking out and crying because it looked all weird because there was a tomato on him so he was more angry that there was tomato on him than but i was just calm and i was just keeping him calm i was like you're all right you know and just kind of thing so he stayed calm through it and or as calm as he could because he was still in pain but the way we react is is 100 how they're going to how they're going to react and how they're going to um you know carry on with their their emotion throughout whatever scenario it is does anyone have um a significant other that doesn't work that is stay at home and like you're you're pretty much the breadwinner everyone 
Nice. Olivia, Olivia's no. <laughs> transitioning into, not, into that role because the multitasking is just too much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, 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 I felt, oh, go for it. Go for it. I don't know. Good. Good. No, I was just saying, my wife, uh, she didn't work for a while. Then she just started like an online shop. She's doing mm-hmm. pretty well for like, she started like January for just like baby goods and stuff like that. So it's doing, it's like starting to take off pretty a piece? Well. No, nah, this is super cheap, actually. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> You're talking about raising 200 right now. It's 250. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my wife has always been stay at home, but since she's having to sort of take on the whole homeschooling aspect of it, I have. it's been very difficult for me to sort of do this plate balancing act of of having to be here in the house, be dad, be, be husband, be... It's just like my day has been just so split up. It's like, there's no cadence at all. And uh, I think adjusting to that is pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, that makes me actually, that makes me feel better. Cause sometimes, you know, you think you're the only one, right? I'm like, yo, I'm like super unorganized, man. Like Wonder World, you watch all these videos from people like Ben Burns and Matthew and Cena about organization. <laughs> I'm like, man, I suck at this. Cause like I got my baby crying over here and then, and then like my wife's tired or whatever. Cause she's been with the kids all day. And so I end up working like a random time, but that makes me feel a lot better <laughs> that other yeah, people yeah. are going through it as well. <laughs> I'm burping my kid. I'm designing Webflow templates. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Trying to eat my lunch. Like what's happening here? <laughs> It's yeah, pretty I great. I actually kind of like the chaos, though. I kind of like multitasking, having a baby, having the earpiece in <laughs> on my laptop on the other hand, you know. Closing deals <laughs> while the, while like, yeah, that'll be 13K. Yep. It's happened. Yeah, it's, like- it's happened. <laughs> oh, that's totally, that happened to me. I was, I was on call with a new client the other day. I was like, you know what? Uh, can you hold real quick? And I had to mute him. Because like my, my my daughter was like freaking out. Something happened. I forgot, but she was like freaking out. Then the the, the she, he was muted for like five minutes already. I totally forgot. Like you know, I'm really really sorry. Just understand, I'm at home right now. I'm gonna call you back. <laughs> there you go. Especially now, you know, people are more understanding that that uh, you, know, you have a baby in your lap in the actual in the actual car. <laughs> I think you know what though, like my message to people worried about that is like it humanizes you. It makes you feel real. It makes you feel like, Hey, you're a human too. You just, you just work on different stuff and, and we can work together. I can relate to that. You know what I mean? It, I think the, the biggest thing is to break down those walls between you and that client. So that way they can, they can become, you, you start establishing this personal relationship with them and where, where this trust becomes even stronger. So I think it's good to show that kind of stuff with like how as far as like i know this is kind of new to you as far as like throwing throwing yourself into the chaos andre um it's not new to me and but it's but it's like evolved beyond because my wife's here working now and and so we're we're having to like literally play ping pong with the kids because she has a meeting she has to be at and i have meetings so we're like handing the kids off and like you know i'm trying to i'm trying to record stuff and the kids are literally like screaming outside my door and it's just but it's, it, it is, it does humanize you. But like, is there anything that you think um, could be useful for, for people that are dealing with this right now that, um, that uh, are um, useful for like new dads or, or, or people that are working to deal with 
this stuff. I know, I know you're like, you're like, yeah, I think it humanizes you, but like people, some people are like getting extremely, even incredibly more stressed out about the situation right now. Um, I know that my frustration levels are kind of going haywire when, when I make un, um, I think unrealistic expectations on myself. Right. Um, my first immediate answer was smoke the ganja and then you can relax more. <laughs> but uh, no, I think um, that's a hard thing to, it's, it's more of a, um, here's for me, this is, I mean, it, and it's different for everyone I can imagine, but for me, I've gotten to that point of breaking of, of yelling and being a, a, a jerk to my kids where it's just like, this is a, a side of dad we don't ever want to see again because he's so mad and he's angry and he's frustrated. He's, you know, I've been backed into a corner and all I can do is explode so I can get out of this corner. So what I do is I picture myself there before that happens. And I, re I remember and I live that feeling of feeling that shame of going to bed at night, watching my sweet faces on the ground just sleeping next to me. It's like, man, I can't believe that's how I got today. And that's exactly what I think about in those moments. And then it's just okay. And then just taking that deep breath and saying it's, it's all right it's a, at the end of the day it's gonna be okay but in terms of like in the moment and everything's loud you're trying to get something done uh, for me like locking myself in my closet has been really helpful and <laughs> just kind of going away for a minute that's some behavior modification therapy you just talked about i don't know what's the what's the real term for that there's like a technique in in psychotherapy where they it's like go back to that place they do it for trauma relief a lot and you're the, you're the only psychologist. I'm, I feel so bad right that I can't remember the, like the formal term for it. Um, but yeah, that's interesting that you do that. Selves. There's different people, you're different people throughout the day to different people, to different people you interact with. It's kind of like just going through your selection, like a game and choosing the fighting character you want to be in that moment. It's like, am I going to be the, the cool, the laid back guy, the more strategy focused dude, or am I going to be the brawler that goes right into it right now? And what's going to have the better outcome? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, can we choose to be always loving dad to our kids, you know, even in the, even in the midst of our like erupting frustration with them or around them, like, can we still be that loving, that loving parent, right? Like what are some ways that I, I think that's brilliant. Like that's something similar that I do. Andre is like, I know when I've gotten to that point and I don't want to get back there. And I, I, tend to remind myself that it's not about them right now. It's about, it's really about me and my frustrations about what I need to do or what I want to do. And, and they're disrupting me in a, in a way that I'm not able to make that happen, but it's not their fault. It's actually me that I'm actually pissed off at and frustrated with. It's almost like too, like I like to visualize when I get that way, I like to visualize this sort of like this, ball of energy that i've created here it's just like boom i'm just super sand this like charge and i need to throw the charge somewhere there you go anthony's already getting his next note idea illustration just i need to throw this charge at something what the heck am i gonna do and when you think about that you're like you're not gonna throw the charge at your kids what kind of animal are you so put it into something else either go outside or run or, or scream or yell or fight the pillow something to, to break or break something I found that just just taking a old glass and just smashing it is is really fun. <laughs> just like I don't know, man. You got to throw the charge somewhere. That because those charges are real. 
Watch out, kids. Uh, Watch out, kids. Dad's throwing <laughs> glass again. Don't get in his way. Vegeta spirit balls just all in the Guerrero residence. Just <laughs> And you're like, what, what is that? What the hell is happening there? The first household that, that uh, labels are holes in the wall. This is the time when. <laughs> I think this is, I want to go meta here because I know the original prompt was like, how are, how are people successfully navigating the current times? all that kind of stuff. I think that technique could be very helpful for people that are struggling right now. Really taking a second and thinking about all the toxic, negative energy and the things you don't want to feel and like let it, like visualizing, it's called cognitive behavioral therapy, by the way, um, visualizing it, experiencing it for a second and then asking yourself, what is the alternative that I want to have? And that same podcast of that Dr. Rutherford that I'm that I'm going to reach out, by the way, Ben Burns, she may be on the show. Um, she talks about something called as if, and like, if you're not where you want to be, like use the as if principle and ask you like, if I was, or as if I'm healthy, if I'm not being healthy, or as like, as if I'm a amazing dad and it's, so you're doing that comparison thing. So I think right now it's like people that don't feel like they're being successful entrepreneurs or running good businesses or not innovating. It's like, feel all that weight, experience it, let it, let it go through you. And then like release the spirit ball, <laughs> as Andre would say, and then ask yourself, what would a uh, innovative entrepreneur do? Or what would Ben Burns do, you know, and do what he does. You know what I'm saying? WWBBD. You gotta find those little Bimbers plays a lot of Call of Duty these days. No. <laughs> nice. That is got to do Call of Duty right now. Hold on. <laughs> Everyone get on Call of Duty. There was a uh, um, Jonathan Stark a few weeks ago did this. Uh, I don't know what you call. It. I guess it's kind of like a webinar, but he just uh, if you're on his newsletter list, he sent out a newsletter for people who are new to this scenario of staying home with your kids and being in the same space, working and living. And uh, him, he and his wife are—they both work uh, and uh, homeschool their kids, and and from home. So they figured out um, drawing some really good boundaries for for their kids and for themselves. And so then, when mom and when dad is working, then the kids know, and and the and his wife knows. When the wife is working, then he takes you know watches the kids. And so there's a very like, and they're not doing like obviously eight hours straight days or whatever. They're chunking out their days into different in pockets of, of time so that they can sort of accommodate calls or whatever. Um, but that's, and he goes through a bunch of different things. And a lot of things like, I was like, oh yeah, we do that. And I'm like, oh, we can implement that. Um, but I've, I'm fortunate enough where in our house, my office is on top of the garage and somewhat separate from the, um, from the, the main part of the house. So I kind of can faintly hear like, chaos happening when it's happening really loud um, but for the most part it's separate so like my wife won't let my kids come up to my office when it's you know working time or whatever and they just know like okay dad's got to go to the office but I also make it a conscious like choice to have breakfast I, I make breakfast for the family every morning go down for lunch have dinner together so those things are like set unless like you know you have the the odd meeting that you can't change or whatever and so you have to do that but having kind of like i guess having a preemptive uh plan before the the energy ball builds up to where you have to throw it somewhere uh, i found that has, has been helpful and like mario was saying this is something that like when COVID hit i was like 
90% of our life is actually not that different. It's the day to day is pretty much the same because we're working from home. And I mean, the kids can't go to their classes and stuff, but like my wife is, she stays home with them. So she's figured out different ways to take them out in safe ways. But I think having that sort of plan or those sorts of boundaries where the kids understand and, and everyone's sort of on the same page um, is helpful in sort of preempting some of this like chaos that, that happens. It's going to happen with kids and family, like being in an enclosed space for a long period of time. But I'll link that. I'll give that link to, to Mario to link um, the, the uh, Jonathan Stark thing. It's about an hour but he goes through a bunch of like really practical things that are really applicable and sort of preemptive things to, to um, work at home and, and take care of your kids. Yeah. Mo, yeah. If you want to give me that, that Rutherford link too, if that's going to be helpful. Um, I like the idea of, of pulse checking, like you mentioned, it's like almost like your wife could have such an easier day if you just took 20 minutes to be like, Hey, let me take over for a minute. Let's just, you go chill. It's just 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you know, it's a, it's about the time of a, of a, of a quick little, whatever zoom call, um, mm -hmm. just to help her sanity out. And at the same time, having breakfast and dinner and lunch, I think that's also important. We've been doing bike rides too. And that's, that's helped. I want to yeah. shout out all working moms that have experienced what we're talking about right now is something difficult for us to experience all their lives. <laughs> so highlight. That we're all like, oh my God, the kids are at home and this and that. And it's like, that's, that's why there's advocacy for maternity leave. So shout out to all the, the, the women that have been holding it down since, you know, the sixties, the you know, and now we're just COVID hit and we're like, oh my God, have you been dealing with this? Well, Ben's wife, she posted some, I see her uh, Facebook post every once in a while and she posted something early on in the COVID and she's like, okay, now everybody knows what, what, the, what the women are doing, what some the stay-at-home moms are doing, and this is what it feels like. So, yep. like yep, new respect, new respect. Well, that new group just started too. It was like the, the force, the, the future force, isn't it? All for like the, the mom or the, the women of the group. Yeah. yeah so maybe yeah, this yeah. will formulate that same thing. <laughs> Those ladies are go, animals. Go back to what Dave said, uh, yeah, it really does help when you have that clear communication with your wife beforehand, but then also have some areas of compromise, right? Because you never, you can't predict your day, right? I mean, right now, our days are more predictable than others, but you can't predict your day. So when you have that clear communication with your wife that, hey, just like similar to Dave, I always have breakfast. I don't have a garage or anything. My, my kids are literally just probably like 10 feet away from me right there outside this door. Right. But after breakfast, I, you know, make, I make sure the kids are good settled that I give them all a kiss. And I said, my wife, Hey, Andy, I'm going to go to my office. I told her, I literally said, I'm going to go to work now. And then I just walk, you know, six steps. Um, but yeah, just coming to that agreement beforehand with your wife and also willing to make sacrifices. Right. Um, so that I can help with the kids, so that I can I, I can take those walks with my kids. That once they go to sleep, I'm gonna pocket two hours of work. Um, it is a sacrifice, but those are just things. Some things that you have to do as a father, as an entrepreneur. Um, yeah, just communication, man. It's helps. it's huge. It's huge. I mean, I'm, my wife is texting me right now. Are you guys done yet? The baby's awake. <laughs> Dude. I'm literally getting these texts ben, as we speak. Yeah. So it's, it's huge. Yeah. It's like, you just have to, at the beginning of every day, she's like, what's your schedule? 
what kind of meetings do you have? You know, I put, uh, I put my calendar on Alexa. So at any point she can ask Alexa what's going on. Um, and that's purely for. <laughs> Hi. She's just letting you know that she's here, bro. She just had to let Stop. you know. <laughs> yeah. So she can, she can ask her at any point, like, you know, what's the schedule and, it's really because like my office is directly off of the living room. I actually took over the dining room. So it's like, I have an open pass through a door with no door. And then it's the living room where the kids play. So it's like, whenever I have meetings and stuff that, that I need some, some peace and quiet to um, just be clear. <laughs> like I'm actually distracted right now by the baby crying. Um, it's communication that comes into play. It's like, Hey, I'm going to need some space between one and two today. That's it. If I do a search in my chats right now for, for come home or are you done yet? Like it'd be like a ton of results <laughs> off from <Yeah>. there. <laughs> Kids are driving me yeah. nuts. And it's the same thing with her too. You know, Elise does all of our customer service. So if you type into, oh. you know, support at the future.com, you're going to talk to Elise or Monica. And uh, some, some days are huge. Like when we do a product launch or, you know, when something breaks on the, on the website we'll get four or 500 messages and she's got to go handle that. And so it's like, Hey, I'm getting swamped today. I need some space. And then that's when dad takes him out for kickball. Yep. Yes. Well, a little bit of resilience, uh, training, resilience training. Let's go bleed a little bit. Let's go bleed. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to bleed today. Kids. <laughs> I'll give you all canceled. It's dodgeball time. <laughs> <laughs> Pick that ball up today. They come back just bruised up. What you do? We were we were in the thick of it today with Dad. <laughs> the fucking thick of it. Like what? Dad what never happens? lets us win. It's always him against us. I've been storing up this energy ball the whole yeah. day. <laughs> you just see videos of go. Ben Burns dunking on his four year old. Like, <laughs> what is happening at the Burns residence? Oh my god. That's right, because most of the time Ben's got a cool demeanor. It's like that's where he lets it all out. Dodgers <laughs> <laughs> with his kids, dominating. I love that Alexa technique, though. That's next level, right there. That's next, like bypass even having a conversation. Just ask Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Talk exactly. to my assistant, please. Yeah, I think that, Talk that to was, Alexa. That was one of the, I think, yeah. the, the biggest, biggest things that we could have done for the both of my wife and I like, I'm actually home a lot with the kids. So like I'm, my schedule is like all over the place just around the kids, but um, sharing, like we have a family calendar and then I have a work calendar and she has a work calendar. And for us to see everything at the same time of what we're actually having to deal with every day is, is just huge. Cause it gives us awareness, right? It's like, okay, you need time from here to here. I need the morning, you know, you need the evening. I need, I need the late evening. Like, so we, we we're just trying to always, help each other out with whatever the kids need really is what, what, what it comes down to. Yeah, for sure. Ben, do you, are you, uh, are you good, dude? Do you need to go? <laughs> like, we feel free, man. If you need a, if you need a bail. five more minutes and then I'm out. Okay. All right. Think, <laughs> or it's going to get really noisy for you. Either way. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised my, my son hasn't been standing outside of the room screaming his head off. Just, just cause just fun. Just for fun. It wouldn't be the dadpreneur podcast without a few baby, you know, right. squeals in the background. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like 
once we get the uh what's it called the roadcat not the roadcaster the yeah the yeah the roadcaster where you can input sound effects like our transitions need to be baby sounds or our kids saying something that's what it needs to be we all we have to like we have little uh little effects for each of our kids telling us something ridiculous <laughs> well thanks a, it's guys definitely definitely a growth moment during what we're going through right now for sure and uh the, yeah. the strongest will prevail, will prevail will come out stronger yeah and i think if, if your if your mentality is to grow through this you're going to grow through this because you're going to figure out how to how to not just weather the storm, but to kind of like grow through the storm, right? There's, there's a difference between surviving and thriving, right? So um, my whole thing is like almost being frustrated that I'm not growing at the pace that I want to, but am I still growing? Let's just look at the macro. Like, am I, am I still growing in a, in a general sense? Then, then I can look at that and say, all right, I'm still, I'm still moving the same way that I want to move. It's just maybe a little slower right now, but you know, everything is slower right now. Totally. I relate oh. to that. <laughs> Anthony, what you what you cooking up there? You're in my you're in my right corner. I feel like you you want to drop like a spirit wisdom ball on us. Let's do it, Anthony. I, I feel like the you know. I, I don't know. I mean, my spirit wisdom ball. Uh, I would just what do you think about like, all this? <laughs> well, just, so the, 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 the thing is everyone's talking about uh, like what they're going through and what they're struggling with and having to like change. I think what it boils down to is routine and like some of the friction that a lot of people are feeling is that friction between trying to fit our old routine into like the new circumstances. And that's why we get frustrated when your kids come You get frustrated when your, when your wife wants you to do something that you would normally not do at two in the afternoon because you, you follow this routine. And I think, uh, when we watch our kids, it's the exact same way. And what uh, Mario was saying about like, when you start the day off right, you, you have a good routine, then it informs the rest of the day and you end strong with a good routine. And I think what we forget is that as people, I mean, we, we kind of fall into that routine and we enjoy the routine. And when our routine gets interrupted, then we get like frustrated and we don't know what to do with it. And so what this has kind of forced people to do is to figure out like, what's the new normal? Like what's, what is my new routine? Is it stopping in the middle of the day when I'm feeling super productive to go push some kids on a swing and get in that dad time? Because then I'm going to spend that time maybe later on in the day when I might've ordinarily been, you know, sitting down watching Netflix. So it's just trying to figure out what that new routine is and to not uh, mourn your old routine so much. Cause I think that's what it feels like. A lot of times you, you mourn, what it was like before everything changed it rather than embrace the way that things are now and to try to just live your life a little bit differently, maybe slow down a little bit because I know everyone here is like a hard charger. You know, you're very driven uh, personalities and just to kind of give yourself some grace and allow yourself to make some mistakes as you're adjusting and just maybe slow down a little bit and maybe try to enjoy a little bit of this, crazy time with the family damn it anthony they're like where have you been like you just have to tell you and that's the episode i think you bring up a really good point even beyond just routine this moment in time is challenging people to be able to be malleable in general and it's testing that grit of malleability because those that are really stuck on routine, like you said, and trying to force it, 
some people can't pivot as easily as others. And I think you bring up a great point. And I think it's a big takeaway. It's like, how malleable can you be? Because this may be the, like a very large change, but there's micro changes that happen in business and in life all the time. And now we can reflect like, how do we react to those? Are we slow to the pivot? Or are we trying to force our old habits and our old ways into something that requires a new version of ourselves? So that was powerful, man. That was powerful. Nice. Flexibility, right? That, that malleability, but that willingness. There you go. There you go. Here you go, Mo. Flex, Mo. Um, it's the willingness to go there, right? If you're not willing to be malleable, if you're not willing to, to bend or, or to, to kind of flex a different way right now, um, then you're going to get broken. And, and that's going to, that's going to come in a mental, in a mental capacity too. And how fast you can pivot too. It's not just your ability to pivot, but how fast can you move? Cause I've seen a lot of the businesses that have maybe performed a lot better during this. They recognize what was happening right away and they moved like a week faster than somebody else and they were in a much better position. Yeah. And that week meant everything, right? That, that just that, that initial step out and see having the, having the vision to kind of, and the foresight, like to say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to have to like, you know, we're going to have to move some things around so that we can weather the storm because this storm's going to be pretty bad. Um, yeah. But it's like, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to add to that. I was like, it's like what, what Chris says with word jujitsu talking to, uh, about objections, we got to do scheduled jujitsu. We got to <laughs> wave it around. Skijitsu. Like <laughs> so. I think though, what Anthony, what Anthony brought up is now I feel like it's, it's even outside of the household. Like it's 100% in your business too, because back to the original prompt, I, I see two camps right now, people that are thriving people that are still doing what they need to be doing and people that are relatively suffering in comparison to that other camp. And I think you said it and you said it so beautifully. It's because they're trying to force the old way of business in a new paradigm and it will not work. And then it, it's making me think of like, why are some people able to close sales and others aren't? It's because you're trying to force something without reading the environment or like, why is your product not not moving like this other person's product is because you're not understanding the paradigm in which you're operating within, you know, and you're unable to flex. So like just hearing that from you has like, like, you know, the spirit ball has hit my, my face right now. And I feel like this is not just a COVID thing. This is definitely a, a continuous mindset thing and operational thing as well in businesses. So nice. There's a, yeah, yeah. there's a new way of being. And if you're not, if you're not recognizing what's going on in the world and you're not adjusting so that you can perform your best in the midst of the issue that's happening, then you're dead. Like it's, you're just going to have a slow, slow burn and slow fade out because you're trying to fit that square peg in a round hole, right? You're like the, the, the old model doesn't exist anymore because everything's changed now. So how do we, how do we, pivot, fix it, and move forward in a slightly new direction to serve a slightly better situation for us moving forward out of this. And this is home, this is family, this is, this is business, this is everything, right? I think that's the advantage 
that we have as creatives, as entrepreneurs, that we are malleable. We're not stuck to a routine, right? We are, you know, we, we, we adapt to the times. We adapt to the situation. We figure it out, right? We adapt to the change, to whatever, however the situation is evolving or even however our company is evolving. You know, I think of, um, and I know I keep referring to it, but like, you know, blind, how they all of a sudden transitioned into an education platform or teaching platform, which is the future in selling educational digital products. So that's kind of an advantage we have as creators, as entrepreneurs, we, we're good at, uh, um, we're good at understanding the situation, understanding the surroundings, and then figuring something out and adapting to it. Radcat's office is dope. Like I literally want to visit Oregon just to just to be in their office. It's you and and Brendan, right? Is just the two of you guys, right now? Uh, yeah, and everyone else is remote that works with yeah. us. So yeah, just us two so hanging out could, in there. Could you technically still go? <laughs> See, that's what I've been trying to tell my wife. You, can I put her on the phone with you? Can you guys talk it out? Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for, for like my wife and I have had a few conversations about me finding uh, like one of those shared office kind of spaces or whatever, just to get out of the, the house, the space of the house. Um, and really in the day to day, it wouldn't make like practically speaking, it wouldn't make a difference if I was, because we've, drawn such like strong boundaries that it wouldn't make a difference if I was working at another place or not. It's just the, the mindset of like, if something went crazy, then she could come upstairs and grab me or yell and, and I'd come down. But um, like for all intents and purposes, like for me to go to a remote place, it wouldn't make a difference to our schedule. So if you already had it before, if that's the way you were working before, then like, would it be a huge departure for you to do that now? I don't, I don't know. But I'm just, I'm posing that question to you. Yeah, I think she's just, I mean, she's very uh, just uh, taking all precautions seriously, just like because Brendan has roommates and, uh, you know, he's, 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 the, he's the single life or kind of more bachelor type guy. And I'm, I'm the family man. So she's like, just, let's just like chill until we, we know we're both, you guys are both negative, but. Yeah, man. He's the next I, factor. He's the vector. He, he is. Potential he is. vector. He is the one. But Just tell uh, him he has to stay home. Yeah, go to the office. Right? Right? <laughs> Seriously. When he when he jumps in our meetings with clients, I'll just see him there. I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> I want to circle back to the workspace thing really quickly before we wrap up. Matthew's picture looks like a mock-up. <laughs> It, Wait, I want to see it. It, it really right? does. Matthew's picture looks like you could replace the computer screen with like <laughs> a website you just made and put it on your website and like for a case study. That's how, <laughs> like, what the hell? And it doesn't help that it's after Doe's picture and Doe's like wires everywhere, like <laughs> camera, <laughs> microphone. It's crazy. Matthew's desk yeah. is the, uh, the, the guideline that IKEA uh magazine <laughs> covers follow oh we got a baby on board it's time to wrap up yep we got baby a baby on board, on board. <laughs> baby on board it's, it's the cute yeah. baby, baby on ben mm-hmm. baby on ben yes bob hello can you say i love you no <laughs> i don't know these fools 
who are all these men? <laughs> my kids love it. Like the few oh, times man. that they do come up and I'm on a call or whatever, they yeah, love just too. like it. <laughs> do your kids oh. ever like creep in the background? Like, oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> That's gonna be my child. <laughs> there's any if there's any energy i pass on to him it's good that's gonna it's gonna be that weird energy the creep energy where he's just like yo what's up (laughs) i'm in this thing a segment of dadpreneurs ragging on (laughs) (laughs) non-dads at the end of the call just who do you want to pick on today that doesn't have a kid i don't know (laughs) that'd be a great episode episode. (laughs) it's just a segment on every episode at the end all right we're wrapping it up today's today's pick of the pick of to rag on is such and such okay okay take us home mario uh guys thank you so much i appreciate you you guys coming in and sharing your wisdom and uh just what you guys are going through right now and um thank you for just having fun with us um uh dadpreneur is just uh we just exist to to hang out and and talk about that that crossover between family life and entrepreneur life um and uh and how we're dealing with with crazy situations right now so appreciate you guys all and uh we will see you next time appreciate you did you guys see me put that uh like post your workstation on on, on twitter that thread yeah. yes and i was, was, I was awesome. hoping just to catch everybody off guard and they're mess no bro just a messy picture right Dude, Matthew posts something, and I'm just like, oh, okay, you, you work in a magazine? <laughs> Dude, apparently. <laughs> Jesus, man. Jesus, man.